1: All right, let's talk some uh, Steelers and Pitt football here. Jason Dombach joins us. He's our uh, resident Pitt guy, uh, also follows the Steelers. So we're going to connect the dots here between Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. J.D., what's going on with you today, buddy?
0: I'm uh, doing all right, man. Look, you're talking to the uh, king of ear issues, although usually my issues are from misuse of Q-tips. I mean, I've, yeah. I've definitely punctured my eardrum. I've uh, gotten to... The tip of the Q-tip tip uh, down in my ear. To do point you it. I had to go do you get sk- it sucked out? So yeah, man, I, I've been there.
1: You still use those? Do you still oh, yeah. use?
0: I stopped. Yeah, it's like you know, some people are addicted to cigarettes or <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> my, my, I, I cannot quit Q-tips. I think my wife has said I, I probably should go get a, a hypnotist to. to cure that
1: habit. Nice. One, once I really started getting the, the wax buildup about 10 years ago, I, I finally stopped using the Q-tip. So. But anyway, that's that, that's funny. That, that really is good. Um, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. comes out last week and ranks uh, Kenny Pickett as the number one quarterback on his big board for next year's draft. This week, Pro Football Focus, their lead draft analyst, projects Kenny Pickett in the first round to the Pittsburgh Steelers. J.D., you're a Pitt guy. Pickett's putting up incredible numbers, really tough loss over the weekend to Miami. That was, I mean, I, you just can't lose that game. But Kenny Pickett is having a great year. Uh, I, want, I, I want to get to the big picture first. Is, would he be a good fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: You know, I'm not all the way there yet, to be honest. And I, I've, I've seen Kenny Pickett ever since the first game he ever played. I've seen his growth and development as a quarterback, and and I don't think there's any doubt he's an NFL quarterback. Uh, I'm I'm struggling a bit to see the franchise quarterback uh, projection that that you're seeing out there, although there there are people that you mentioned there obviously study it a lot closer than I do. But, you know, I, I do see an NFL quarterback. I don't know how comfortable I would personally be at this point if it was the Steelers investing in that potential franchise quarterback next year and it being Kenny Pickett, that said, what are the things he does really well? Well, he, he throws the ball. Well, he's got all the arm talent you'd want. Um, he's not, a he's not kind of a traditional and I say traditional because really like RPO quarterbacks now have sort of become the traditional quarterback in college football. Pitt doesn't really run that type of system. And so he has to go through the reads you know he he, he's very good at and if you watch him he's good in the pocket he doesn't get happy feet he goes through one two three reads and then by that time if the pocket's collapsing he's very good at eluding pressure dipping his shoulder getting out and then making things happen with his legs if need be very good throwing on the run so I think you know the physical tools are there I think he's a good leader um you know I, I I maybe it's paralysis by analysis because I've seen him play so much. I'm not all the way there just yet, but I'm certainly fascinated by watching not only the rest of this season, but then how things progress during the offseason with the senior bowl and and pro days and all of those sort of things.
1: Would he fit with the Steelers, with what we know about what the Steelers try to accomplish? Uh, Would he be uh, the kind of guy that if, if look, if he is deemed a franchise quarterback and they'll go through all the measurements and combines and all senior bowl or all these they'll go through all that stuff if if people are out there are deeming him as this potential guy, would the Steelers then would he fit one what they want to do and two would they be looking to make that kind of pick at twenty twenty two wherever they're going to be?
0: I think the one thing that that would be good about Kenny Pickett, no matter where he would go, is that he's been in a pro-style offense. He's obviously gotten very good coaching. Um, Mark Whipple's been his offensive coordinator <clears throat> in the last three years, and they've got a very good rapport, and I think everybody knows Whipple's background as an NFL quarterback, coach, and the system they run. You look at some of the other guys like Malik Willis and, and Matt Corral, uh, Sam Howell, I think Sam Howell is more of a prototypical NFL quarterback based on what, you know, having seen him. But he's, you know, Pickett Pickett has played in a pro-style system. So he knows how to read defenses. He he understands all of that sort of thing. So I think from that standpoint, he he would fit the Steelers, he would fit really any any NFL team. And you know, the good thing about him also is that um he he's versatile. Uh, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, he he has the arm talent, and at the same time, I think if you want somebody that's a little more mobile and can get outside the pocket, or you know, can can scramble or can run the RPO game a little bit, I think he would be he would be pretty good in that as well. But again, I I'm not quite all there yet. Uh, if, if the Steelers drafted Kenny Pickett uh, in the first round next year, presumably you know in the middle to uh, you know in the in the 12 to 20 range or wherever they could end up picking. Um, you know, I, I'd have some reservations. I don't think he's a day one starter.
1: Okay, so what would be the one or two things to, that could make him that? After you've watched him play all these games, and he's a little bit older, he's been around college football for a long time. Uh, he's twenty three years old. Um, so, mm-hmm. but we 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 I, somebody uh, commented on uh, on this uh, on my website when I wrote a story about Pickett. They're like. You know, he's been around forever. Why did it take him this long to kind of get to the point where people are even talking about him like this? So if, if he if he can become a day one starter, what are one or two things that he would need to do to get to that point in your mind?
0: You know, I, th- I think he's progressed really well, you know, and, and I, I, I would say continuing to uh, be able to throw on the move. You know, I think I think he's very good in the pocket. He can stand in there, and he's not a guy that throws guys open. You know, he, you know sometimes where he needs he needs receivers to run free. But I do think um, the shorter intermediate passing game is actually something that he's really improved this year. But I know over the first three years of his career, you know, people would talk about Pickett in that wow, the guy can throw a dime. 40, 50 yards down the field or he can throw it 20 yards across the field and get it where it needs to be. But he's more inaccurate in the short range, which was always really interesting. And he, he hasn't been that this year. I think he's been very accurate pretty much throwing the ball all over. But, you know, as the game speeds up and you're, you're obviously checking down a lot more, you don't have the ability to throw down the field as much in the NFL. You've got to be very accurate on those 6- to 10-yard patterns and i think that's probably the area he would need to, to improve the most
1: is there a comp out there for you is there a comparable guy um in terms of uh somebody you've seen recently in college who has transitioned to the nfl or somebody currently in the nfl that uh, kenny pickett's game would kind of remind you of
0: i'd say a little bit of ryan Tannehill. you know again Tannehill was a high draft pick if you remember he was i think seventh overall it took a little while and didn't really click until um, he ended up leaving Miami and going to Tennessee but you know Tannehill has all the arm count in the world I think similar to Pickett um, you, you know he, he's very elusive he's not Lamar Jackson or somebody like that but he certainly has the ability to to run for yardage he can scramble so I think that's a pretty good comp but probably a more recent comp would be Zach Wilson you know Wilson uh, more more so from the trajectory of their career where they, they played a lot, um, they got gradually better, and then it just sort of all clicked, and then he had a great offseason leading up to the draft and ended up being the second overall pick. I don't think that's going to be where Pickett lands, but those are probably two, you know, one guy that's already in the NFL and then a guy that we just watched. And I'll, I'll say this, when I was watching um, Pickett last year and, in, and seeing – uh Wilson go through the draft process it, they, they do physically look similar and they really sort of throw the ball and almost their body language looks very similar as well again I'm not saying he's going to be the second overall pick but I think those are a couple of comps that, that come to mind
1: our pick guy Jason Dombach joining us I've covered Penn State I'm focused on Penn State every day I I, I watch what Pitt's doing and, and keep you know, keep track of it, but I'm not focusing on every play and every every series and every game. So some some of this stuff is is just more general, and I'll admit that. But when you talk about pitting a game, pitting the bed, Pitt does this. Now, look, Penn State just lost a horrific game to Illinois. So if there's any Penn State or Pitt fan out there saying, uh, "What the hell, are you Penn State people talking about Pitt for?" You lost to Illinois. They're atrocious. They are. That's one of the worst losses in Penn State history. Nobody will argue that. Um, that doesn't happen often to Penn State. It does. That kind of thing does seem to happen at least at once a year to Pitt. It happened to Western Michigan. It happened to Miami. Now, Miami's a program name, but they're not a good football team. Uh, and, and we were just – Jason, we were just starting to really buy into Pitt. They beat Clemson. Clemson's down. This was the year. ACC title – 11-1, and 12-1, you know, could they get in a New Year's 6 or, or game? Um, but does it surprise you as a lifelong Pitt follower <laughs> then that they lay the kind of egg that they do against Miami?
0: Not one bit, Corey, not one bit. I, You know, last week as I'm reading these articles on ESPN.com about Pitt's playoff chances and Kenny Pickett's, you know, the, the third in the betting for the Heisman Trophy. I just knew. I, You know, there's just things you can feel and you can sense over 40 years as a fan, and you could just sort of see this one coming, especially knowing it was Miami, because Miami has always had their number. Say what you want about them. They're undisciplined. They're not always well-coached, especially the last number of years, but they always have dudes. And the dude showed up last week, especially at quarterback and the wide receiver position and and in the secondary you think about what is Miami what does Miami always have right they always have good receivers they always have great secondary players and that's sort of what what ended up happening you know the, the one big criticism I would have about Narduzzi and I think overall he's done a really nice job you know he stabilized the program they they keep players they, they, they maintain their roster they don't have this big roster churn, they've got good depth at all positions, and he's done that by not recruiting great, but recruiting guys that fit, and they develop, their, their player development in, the, in their system is really good, but the big criticism of Narduzzi and why I don't think you can ever count on them consistently winning or probably ever being a, a team that gets to the 10-11 win mark is because he does not seem to change his identity defensively to the opponent. You know they run the same stuff every week. It's press man. You know that you gotta. Your corners need to eat their Wheaties and have a good day. Your linebackers are going to be running to cover those crossing routes. And if you've got good a good quarterback and good receivers who can expose that, you're going to give up big plays. Can I can every I stop you? They re- lose. They give up big plays.
1: Can I stop you real quick and and have this comparison discussion? You know, uh, everybody knows I'm a lifelong Syracuse basketball fan. Jim Bayheim's zone can destroy some teams, especially in the NCAA tournament when you don't see it. when, when I mean, Jim Bayheim syracuse will knock off some really good teams in the NCAA tournament that they don't have any business, especially over the last five, six years, because teams just don't see that zone and that length. And when it works, it works, and you can be really good. There's no plan B. There's no plan B with Syracuse basketball. It's my biggest beef— with Jim Beheim, if the zone is working, they can beat anybody, and that that means anybody. But if it's not working, there's no Plan B. There's no Jay Wright. Let's try four other defenses. There's none of that stuff. Is that what you're saying that that Pitt's defense is like?
0: Yeah, and it's a, it's a and just like with Syracuse, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because you're obviously you it, it helps in that you can identify. You're not just going out and and getting the best athletes uh, when you're recruiting, you're, you're trying to find guys that, that fit the system. And they do that really well. But when push comes to shove and you get into X's and O's and, and matchups in the season, there are a couple games. In Western Michigan, look, they're not a great team, but they, they, have, they have an NFL quarterback. And when you have a guy that can, can make accurate throws and your corners aren't having a good day, then you're going to lose. And it's just like you mentioned with Syracuse, you know, if they're, if they're not hitting their shots and their zone isn't quite up to par on that particular day, they're going to lose. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a blessing and a curse overall though, you know, look, Narduzzi I think has done a nice job. You know, they're, uh, they're still the odds on favorite to win the coastal division. They've got a good, good get right matchup this week against a really bad Duke team. I would imagine Pickett's going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns and you know things will start to feel a little bit better.
1: Jason Dombach, our resident pit guy. All right, last thing on the Panthers. Then um, I talked with Dave Wansett last, last week. And here's the way it goes. All right, uh, I get. I was able to get in touch with Dave. He gives me the the golden money quote of uh, Pickett could get drafted higher than Dan Marino. Dan went 27th to the Dolphins, <laughs> uh, and so uh, this was last Wednesday, JD, and. Uh, uh, he, he spoke real highly about Narduzzi and how, how impressed he was. And I decided to save the story, okay, at DK Pittsburgh Sports. I, I'm not the pit beat writer. Christopher Carter does that. Uh, I do Penn State. I, I'll, I'll chip in with some pit stuff whenever I can. And I, I rolled the dice. of was saying, I'm going to save this story uh, for next week. They'll beat Miami. What was the line, J.D.? You remember? What was the line? Was it double digits? I think it was nine, nine and a half. Okay, so I'm like, it ended up they'll beat Miami. We'll run this story on Monday. It'll be a good feel-good story for Pitt next week. What happens? <laughs> they lose to Miami. Uh, I was still able to find a way. I did write a story this week to get the to get the. I, I used the pro football focus. Uh, draft uh, of them of him going to the Steelers, pick going to the Steelers as a way to back into the uh, the ones quotes. And so I was able to use them somehow. But in me in in media in journalism, <laughs> if you figure on saving something for a game, uh, I wish you would have told me that M- Miami always matched up real well with them and that there was a legit shot that they could get beat. Because I would have run that dumb damn story last week and would have got a lot more success.
0: You know, you mentioned Dan Marino, and there's some comparisons there. And obviously, Dan Marino's an all-time great, and you know the the talent level. I, did you uh, have you looked up Dan Marino's numbers at Pitt? No. Because everybody assumes, oh, Dan Marino, he must have. You know, especially how we judge quarterbacks now. Do you know that in Dan Marino's junior and senior years, do you know how many interceptions he threw, Corey? Each year, ten. He threw forty-six interceptions in two years. No
1: way. It's junior
0: and senior years. What? Look it
1: up. I'm pulling it up here as we speak cuz I, I you would never lie to me. But I, that that's 23 interceptions a year for two years,
0: man. It it's exactly what it was. He had 23 his junior year in 81. He had 23 with only 17 touchdown passes in 82. So, how different are we judging quarterbacks now? than we did back then. And there was no question that Dan Marino was a first-round talent. But if a guy nowadays threw 23 interceptions, I mean, he'd he'd be he'd be bad. <laughs>
1: he'd never he'd never see the field in college. That I mean, look, it is a completely different game. And uh, now his junior, year, he threw thirty-seven touchdowns and twenty-three picks. But senior year, seventeen at touchdowns, twenty—that is crazy. I I I was a huge Dolphins fan because of Dan Marino. I've never seen that number, man. I'm blown away by that. And
0: thirty-seven touchdown <laughs> passes in 1981 is like sixty now. Yeah. So that's a lot, but so the interceptions. I guess we were a lot more tolerant back then.
1: Oh my gosh, that's one of the greatest stats that I've I've heard in a while. Maybe Pitt fans all knew that off the top of their head, but I, I didn't. I was not aware of
0: that. 20, Forty-six interceptions
1: in two years. Holy man!
0: And he's one of the great accurate quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. Right? Yeah, that's so, right. Goes to show you what, what we know about quarterback play. So. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, it would be interesting to see Pickett. You know, really, Kenny Pickett is must-watch TV. I mean, it's it's fun to watch him and um, really hope he can put up big numbers and be a first-round pick. It's something that we don't see very often out of Pitt or Penn State quarterbacks.
1: J.D., appreciate it, buddy. Great stuff, man. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Sounds good, Corey. Take care. All uh, right, Jason Dombach. Thanks for that.